You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. I'm Tony Wiggins, along with my co-host, or sometimes my leader. Sometimes that's the way it is. That's my big brother <laughs> from another mother, James Rapine. James, what's going on with you? What's up, Tony? How you doing, my man? We are a couple weeks away from training camp. The I countdown tick, tick, tick is on. I can't believe it, man, that it's, that it's getting close. I did a podcast today, for uh, yesterday rather, about the Jags, telling people, hey, man, let's face reality. You know what I'm saying? And uh, speaking of reality, uh, the guest that we have today <laughs> seems like uh, he's never in reality, especially when he talks to me for some reason, because he thinks that his Houston Texans are going to be able to beat my Jacksonville Jaguars this year. My brother from another mother, Cody Davis. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Glad to be back. Finally, I get an opportunity to come on the main NFL podcast. I don't know what took so long. I guess it's the nonsense with Deshaun Watson. But you're talking about living in reality. Like I told you before, we are not going to finish last in our division. And there is no way in hell we're on at least week one. We're not going to let a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback beat us inside NRG Stadium. I'm sorry, Tony. It's not going to happen. The rookie head coach is in Houston, though, Cody. See? Yes, you do have a point, but you, you, there is the like I would literally be sick to my stomach if the Jaguars week one and I get it, Urban Myers, I, I I get it. There's a lot of excitement, but come on, we we cannot lose at least to that team week one. He came out firing, didn't he? He came he out did. firing. I told you, man. You better send him some Pepto. <laughs> send he, him he, some Pepto. He was ready for that, man. I mean, he's been he. As a matter of fact, he emailed me and told me what was on the calendar. He said, y'all interviewing us. You interviewing me today. But it's like he's been ready, man. He came in walking like uh, was Johnny Ringo. You know, he got two two guns cocked and loaded ready. But I'm Doc Holliday. I'll be your Huckleberry, man. So be honest with me. Come on. Tell me what's going on in Houston. Talk to me about, first of all, uh, we're not going to bury the league. Talk to me about Deshaun Watson. What's going on with this situation? And uh, at first, let me let me say this. The allegations are very serious. We don't mm -hmm. want to put football over life and reality and, and what's real and what's safe for, for these ladies. So that being said, where are we and, and what is it looking like? Well, over the last, I'm, I'm going to say month, it's been very quiet. The last thing we heard, um, Rusty Harden, the attorney who is representing Deshaun Watson, came out and said that as of right now, there have been no talks of a settlement because Deshaun Watson wants to take this take these allegations which is now up to 22 he wants to take these allegations to court and he wants to fight and prove his innocence we heard that let's say three weeks ago and it has been very quiet um regarding the allegations as of right now um i don't want to do no type of speculations because everybody that i had an opportunity to talk about nobody really knows and i get it i understand it because like you say these are very serious allegations but looking at it from and that's only one part of the problems with the sean Watson. Now you look on the other part, his trade request. Of course, all that has been put on the back burner because everything that's going on with him legally. Um, 
with Deshaun as of right now, he is currently working out. I don't know if you guys follow him on social media, and I hate to say it, Instagram, but he has po posted videos to his IG stories showing that he is working out. That is a good sign. However, we still do not know whether Deshaun Watson is going to show up to camp. My bet is that he's not because this is not the Aaron Rodgers situation where if he show up to camp, let bygones be bygones, he has an opportunity to play. No, if he shows up to camp, then you're looking at a whole nother situation because it's like, how is that going to make the Houston Texans look if they let him play, knowing what they know about the issues that he have off the field? Um, all trade rumors, all trade talks have been put on hold because there's a lot of teams around the league do not want to give up the entire world for Deshaun Watson knowing that there is a possibility that you know the league I'm pretty sure if he wants to play he's not going to play because the league is going to have to suspend him or, or at least put him on a commission exemplist and that's just for the 2021 season. If Deshaun takes this to court and fight it, there's a possibility that he can fight this all the way up until, if I'm not mistaken, 2023, which means the 2022 season might be in jeopardy as well. So there's just a lot of uncertainty surrounding Deshaun Watson. But as we know right now, he is currently working out. And I just don't know what is going to take place with this with stuff that's going on with Deshaun Watson both on and off the field regarding the 22 allegations and his trade request that he put in in the early part I believe well the later part of January Cody Davis of Locked On Texans is with us he's uh Tony Wiggins I'm James Erpine this is a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL Cody so let's stick with Deshaun here uh, I know I get it a lot of uncertainty if you had to guess, we're a couple of weeks from training camp. Does he show up? What do the Texans do? And is this Tyrod Taylor's team if Watson isn't going to be the starting quarterback this season? I don't see no possible way Deshaun Watson shows up because, wow. like I just mentioned, you know, prior to the allegations coming out, him and the organization was already butting heads. Like it was no it was it was it was not a secret that he wanted out of Houston. So he had already alienated himself from the fan base, but most importantly from the organization. And I understood it at the time because the Texans were not in a good light. I mean, you guys can allude to this that the Texans were the laughing stock of the NFL for the first half of the offseason. Then after all these allegations comes out and it's like whether or not people in the organization was covering up for Deshaun, then his trade request took on a whole entire new meaning. But with all that being said, I don't see Deshaun Watson showing up because it's going to create too much of a circus for not only for the Texans, but for himself. Um, but to your point about Tyrod Taylor, I do believe that this is his team, at least for this season, because we do have a rookie quarterback in Davis Mills. But given his lack of college experience, he is not ready to play football on the NFL level. So unless there is some type of significant injury the 2021 season is going to be tyrod taylor's job as a starting quarterback in houston to lose well deshaun watching aside and that's a big thing to to put aside so we had to make sure we got that uh right out front and and discuss that with cody here on locked on nfl segment two is going to be about actual football stuff and we're going to do it and and take into consideration that he's not going to be here because there were the OGs, I call them in Houston, the Andre Johnsons and D-Hop and Watt. 
before Watson's situation, there was a lot, a ton of uh, dissension, um, just the disbelief of how many quality guys off the field that uh, a Hall of Fame caliber, in my opinion, had a bad taste in their mouth about the organization. Looking at that and looking at the fact that uh, they have a new coach and it seems like they don't have the talent that they normally had in the past. There's some big questions in Houston. And in segment two, we're going to get into it with Cody Davis and we're going to talk football, X's and O's, and figure out if Houston does have what it takes to not be the cellar dweller in the AFC South. And we're going to do that in just a second here on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. So maybe you think the Texans aren't going to win a game in 2021, like uh, my man Tony Wiggins over there as he smiles at me. You can bet on that and you could take the under. Or maybe you like Giannis Attentacumpo in the Milwaukee Bucks to tie it on Wednesday night in the NBA Finals, two games apiece with the Suns. Right now it's two games to one, but if you like the Bucks, you can bet on them. Plus they got Major League Baseball. MMA and so much more in one spot. BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Get in on the action right now at BetOnline.ag. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Again, promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, rolling along on a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. Tony and James have a guest today. It's Cody Davis from the Houston Texans. A lot of talk in Houston about stuff that's off the field. Let's get to some on the field stuff for the fans uh, in Houston. I did a hit uh, last week on 610 in Houston, and I talked to Landry Locker and Cecil Shorts uh, about the Jaguars and the hope that the Jaguars have because of all of the enthusiasm in the offseason. It's the total opposite in Houston, and I'm, I'm not cracking jokes or ranking here. I really want, want you to give me some reasons for optimism for the Texans considering all of the mess that they went through at the end of last year and uh, at the beginning of this offseason. Well, if you're looking for any type of hope when you talk about the Texans in 2021, I will say, of course, you have to talk about the most important position, and that's at quarterback. And you look at Tyrod Taylor, who is nine times out of ten, is going to be the starting quarterback come week one of the regular season. And the reason why I say you might want to look at Tyrod Taylor as the hope is because he has had a very interesting career. And I've always told this to a lot of people that, is Tyrod Taylor a top 10, top 15 quarterback in this league? Hell no, not by far. He is nowhere near close to what we had in Deshaun Watson. But what I would say is Taylor has put together a very well-respected career that will actually help the Texans win I'm going to say at least two or three games. And when you take a look at his record as a starting quarterback, I believe he is somewhere. He has posted a career record of 24 and 21 with one um, game that actually went into overtime. And he is somewhat of a quality quarterback. So you take a look at Tyrod Taylor. And I also want to mention the improvements of the run game. The, the run game that the Texans had in 2020 was possibly the worst in the league. Now that you add Philip Lindsay, you add Mark Ingram along, along with David Johnson, 
I do not see a situation where the Texans run game is going to be extremely bad, especially when you take a look at the five big boys that's going to be on the offensive line. When you take a look at Laramie Tunsil, Matt Sharpen, Justin Britt, Titus Howard, and Marcus Cannon. Those five guys are quality offensive linemen who, with the exception of Matt Sharpen, actually has what it takes to create open holes for the running back. So you, you take a look at how the run game improved you take a look at a a much improved offensive line the offense isn't going to be as exciting as it was with Deshaun Watson but it's going to be somewhat respectable to keep us in the to keep us in games throughout the 2021 season but that's only on the offensive side of the ball on defense oh man I would still say this is a team that still has a lot of holes to fill on the defensive side of the ball however we was arguably one of the worst teams in nfl history on the defensive side of the ball but you bring in lovey smith who is a well-respected defensive coach he is known for putting his players in packages to have them succeed in what they do best especially when you take a look at the linebackers and that's part of the reason why we are entering training camp i believe with what 17 18 linebackers on his team lovey smith with him being the texas new defensive coordinator the defense they're not going to be the 2007 chicago bears or anything like that but they are going to be at least respectable this season that's if you're looking for a silver lining however when you go back and compare this version of the texans to where they were let's say two three years ago and tony you could you could literally um Correct me if I'm wrong, but we really thought that this was going to be a team that was going to run the AFC South. But, man, things got bad hella quick for the Texans. <laughs> mm-hmm. It did. They did. It did for sure. And and so that's where I want to go because I think nationally and, and certainly really anywhere but maybe Houston, people are down on the Texans right now. You seem a little more optimistic, Cody, than maybe I expected you to be. Is that fair to say? And and do you have a prediction? It's the middle of the podcast. I didn't plan on asking you this. But how many wins do you think that the Texans end up getting this season? I think the Texans can actually squeeze out four to five wins. And that puts us right around, well, just as bad as we were last year. But once again, I take a look at Tyrod Taylor, who is at least a quality stable starting quarterback all you got to do is go back and take a look at what he did for the buffalo bills um it's just unfortunate that he never really had an opportunity to live up to the hype that he came into the league with when he was the backup quarterback for the baltimore ravens plus like i mentioned you take a look at a much improved backfield you take a look at a much improved offensive line even the wide receiver core look this is not the wide receiving core when we had um deandre hopkins and will fuller but brandon cooks has always been a quality receiver now you add that along with chris conley randall cobb and even nico collins a rookie who i do believe is going to be the texans number one receiver come next season when we head into 2022 the texans have at least quality players that's going to keep them around and i'm pretty sure there's going to be games where you see the texans on their schedule you think it might be an easy win the next thing you know is two minutes left in the fourth quarter and the texans got a lead to let's say three to seven points that is a realistic possibility that's why i don't really see this team finishing last like a lot of people do or winless put it like this james if the texans go winless in 2021 i would be surprised i get it the talent especially when you take a look at the fact that we're going into the season without 
Deshaun Watson, but I just do not see this team finishing winless or at least in last place. Yeah, and I just heard a dog squeal because he probably heard that crap coming out of your mouth <laughs> right now. And the thing is, is <laughs> is it four to five wins last place? That's last I mean, place. It, I, I, it's seventeen game schedule. Yeah, so I, I was just sitting here and trying to figure out a nice way to explain to my brother that uh, if they go four and thirteen, dog, that means they're gonna finish last. <laughs> So no, 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 no. We went four and twelve last year and we wasn't last. We was actually ahead of you guys in our division and we still had a better record than the Jets. That that's my model for the 2021 Texans. Do not finish last. Well, if Urban Meyer wins uh three games, if he goes three and fourteen, they're gonna run him back out of here. And that ain't happening. So uh, but uh, nice try. I love how you just try to speed back, <laughs> speedball that pass us real quick. No, but Cody, uh, honestly, I think the biggest thing for them is going from a 3-4 to a 4-3. I think that's harder to go than mm-hmm. what the Jags are doing. The Jags are going from a 4-3 to a 3-4. I just think the dynamics of actually finding hand-on-the-ground defensive ends and a three-technique is real hard than, say, just keeping a nose guard and then getting you a couple of tweeners and playing one at defensive tackle, the other at five technique, and then standing up pass rushers. I think that switch – to, to me, James, give me your opinion on that, because Cincinnati's kind of done that a little bit, you know, it, over the years where they've gone from like a three, four to a four, three. And now they're kind of, I guess, running a little bit of something in between. Isn't it more difficult? It's kind of more difficult to go the other way than it is. I think it's harder to find four down linemen than it is to go to a three, four. Yeah, you, you certainly see that. And I, I think that's something the Bengals have kind of dealt with right with you know Carlos Dunlap no longer in town because of how he was being used that's that takes time it takes uh patience and who knows if the Bengals how good they're going to be defensively this year but I mean we've seen it over the past couple of years and it it still hasn't resulted in in what they were hoping post Marvin Lewis so it's a tough spot and and honestly do we got to get the break Tony we might have to no you, no, you, you could go but but speaking of coaching I do not envy the position David Culley is in. Me. I would much rather be Urban Meyer with this, like you said, mountain of expectations versus David Culley who, yeah, he could win four games and coach his ass off. Is anybody going to notice? Like, and I'm not trying to be mean, but like that, that's, it's a tough job, man. That's, I, I know that's, there's only 32 of them. That's the hardest job in the league right now. Yeah. I think yeah. And is. I will, no, and I was just going to piggyback off you guys and say, and I totally agree. And not only that, me and my co-host, John, we actually spoke about the possibility of David Cully actually being a, I guess you could call it successful coach. I mean, if he wins two games this season, I guess you could say that might be successful for him. But even if the Texans do surprise people and be at least somewhat of a decent team, David Cully isn't going to get the credit because I I just don't know if we can honestly say like the offensive schemes and the offensive packages that the Texans are going to run, that is going to be a credit to Tim Kelly, our offensive coordinator. And David Culley is an offensive-minded coach. So let's say if the Texans turn things around on the defensive side of the ball, of course that's going to go to Lovey Smith. So, you know, I hate to say it, especially with him being a black coach, and we know how tough it is regardless of any um, – league how, how tough it is for a black coach to you know get these jobs but david cully is is unfortunately unfortunately in a lose-lose situation it's, even even though everybody is expecting the texans to go one in 16 or zero and 17 or whatever the case might be he's going to get most of the blame because as much as i would like to see him succeed 
what has he done to put himself in a position where he can say, you know what, like Urban Myers, he's going to be respected in the NFL as a head coach, especially knowing that this season and even next year is just going to be a toss up for the Texans. Yep. He's in a very, very tough situation. And uh, I love to see longtime NFL guys. Bruce Arians did it. He did it under different circumstances, obviously. But I love to see these longtime respected assistants finally get a shot. Uh, Vic Fangio, you know, in Denver, guys that, have, you know, we thought Mike Zimmer was headed in that direction for a long time when he was in mm-hmm. Dallas as a defense coordinator. It seems like he would never get a shot, but uh, I love it. And it could work out. It really could work out because he could be a stabilizer. And right now, Houston absolutely needs that to happen. All right, we got one more segment here. Uh, it's normally a draft segment, but we're going to do something different today and fun. Uh, and Cody, you're going to hang around with us because there seems like it seems like to me there's a team. And this is not about Houston, by the way, but there's a team that has a classic uniform. And for some reason, they keep tinkering with it. And I, I just I maybe they're competing with the other team in their city who has probably the best uniform in the league. I want to talk about the Rams and their new giddy up and what they got going on. We'll do that in the third final final segment here on Locked On NFL. Reliability is the best ability and rockauto.com can make sure you stay on the road in your motor vehicle is reliable for you look there are more makes there are more models it's always evolving there's so much to keep track of and yeah you could go to that big box store and have earl type in your year make and model or you could go to rockauto.com from the comfort of your own home and look at hundreds of parts for your car and it doesn't matter the maker model whether you drive a honda uh, whether you drive a toyota a kia a daewoo not gonna matter at rockauto.com maybe it's a benz like tony wiggins over there he drives a benz they got you covered and the best part about it you're going to save money don't spend 30 50 or even 100 percent more for the same parts when you can get them for less at rockauto.com go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And I got to tell you about Built Bar. And of course, James Wood leave the read to me that talks about food. Uh, but no, Built Bar <laughs> is absolutely great for you. And it absolutely has been helping me lose weight while enjoying a good salted caramel built bar every single day for my routine. I'm telling you, man, it's packed with protein, does not have very many calories, no sugar, almost no sugar, and almost no carbs. A couple of grams, just a couple of grams that are necessary. But built bar is the cold heart of truth. They have nine delicious flavors, and they're all available for you to try at builtbar.com. If you use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off of your first order of built bars now you can also check them out on twitter because occasionally they have a little special surprise edition of a built bar and they they'll surprise you with with one a flavor a temporary flavor but you need to know by going to either builtbar.com or follow them on twitter at at bar underscore built remember the promo code is lock 15 you get 15 percent off of your first order of built bar if i recommend anything try the salted caramel it's built bar at builtbar.com All right, man, third and final segment here on a Wednesday. We did a special uh, uh, schedule release, and I kind of made a wisecrack about David Cutler's clothes. So I I ain't going to get into that today (laughs) and that man's wardrobe. He can can afford better suits than me, that's for sure. 
But um, well, he well, give him a break. He nah. just got his you know head coaching money. You don't get no break. I just gave him. I just gave him a break. I said he could dress better than me, and I said that I'm not gonna talk about his suit anymore. But that's a shot at David Cully. No, it's not. No, why gotta be a why gotta be a shot? No, why you had to bring up? It was a terrible suit when for his introductory press conference. I get it, but come on, man, you didn't have to bring that up. All right, man. Look, okay, my bad. But the reason why. I was using it as a segue is because the Rams uh, yesterday showed off their new uh, whatever you want Ooh, to call it. It was a terrible suit. I just looked at that thing. Did I tell you? you, you <laughs> oh, see my it? God. You see it? The man just got his first head coaching check. Give him a break. Give him a break. I'm not going to say where he got that from, but yeah. he's got to get it tailored or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, people thought I was joking. That's what I just said. A dude dressed like that can't beat Urban Meyer in a football game. That's all I said. But No shot. But, but – <laughs> But it's all good, man. I love David Cully, man. But that's the barbershop in me. I had to take a swing at him because Cody, you were talking so fast that day. It was a hundred miles per hour, and you were you was firing them off rapid. And I like you so much, so I had to take a shot at somebody close to you, and it was him. <laughs> and the only thing I could think of was that suit he had on that day at that introductory <laughs> press conference. Now, really though, did y'all see the Rams? Uh, did you like him, James? Because you sent me a message. Ooh. I wasn't sure if you liked him or not, but Ooh. they have yeah. the most, they have a classic. But I just think when you have a classic NFL uniform that you could just keep it so simple. Oh, uh, you don't like it. I don't I, I don't think you it does don't it like it. I, I no, really not really. I mean, I gotta get wow. used to it, bro. I, I think I'm, the Rams might have the best. It, it, I'm trying to think here. Cody's about to say the Texans. It's not the Texans. The Rams might have the best uniforms in the NFL. Well, I think the you Titans, don't think those are the- no. I think the Titans are hideous, by the way. And that's not me taking another shot at somebody else in the AFC South. But it might be. But the thing is, is I, I think they're hideous. Um, between me and you, James, I, 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 I've never liked the combination of orange and black. But oh, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And I know. A couple of years ago, the Jaguars had some burnt mustard uniforms on on Thursday night and everybody (laughs) killed us. But I don't know, man, when you're the Rams and you got, you know, that history and that tradition, I don't know why you want to keep messing with that. What do you think, Cody? You like them? You hate them? I like them. If I could jump in, I hate knowing I'm about to agree with Tony, but what? I don't like him. There's How just, am I in the minority there's just here? Too, there's oh just too God. bland for me. First of all, it's the what? Rams. Now, what James, I will agree what? with you. For the longest, even going back to the St. Louis Rams from the 2000s, I always thought the Rams had some of the best jerseys ever. But this, they took a big decline. Like, it's no, I don't like it at all. It's just too bland. I mm-hmm. What? I would say if they wanted to, and I get it, it's a nod to the to the the, the L.A. Rams from the from the nineteen eighties. But to me, I just felt if they wanted to go throwback, they they, they could have just went just shows a homage to the St. Louis Rams because those jerseys right there, man, they were some of the best possibly ever. I love those jerseys. Man, yep. I I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I really looking can't. at it right now. I, I'm and, looking at and, a picture of Jordan Fuller. In a Rams number four jersey. And he looks like this is terrible. My man looks like he's the best player in Houston right now. I mean, this dude, (laughs) it just looks ready to have 10 picks. And then I see Matt Stafford. He looks like an MVP in this Rams uniform. I mean, this dude, if if you told me... If if you told me, if if I didn't know football, and you showed me Matthew Stafford, and you said he had seven Super Bowl wins, I'd be like, 
that dude looks like he's got seven Super Bowl wins, and I think it's because of the jerseys. In I this t- picture? In this picture, he looks uh, like, man, I should have stayed in Detroit for these ugly jerseys. No way. Get out of here, man. <laughs> he looks great. He looks refreshed. He looks – Matt Stafford's going to throw for 45 touchdowns this year, huh? Maybe 50. Good he, God. He, look at that guy. Yeah, he looks he just great. Might. Hey, if y'all want to know more about it, Sosa, who hosts Locked on Rams, you can check out Locked on Rams. I'm sure he'll say something about it. Or go to his page. Uh, it's at QB – it's QBs, like QBS, MVP. So Sosa will give you more on that. In fact, I, I think he actually did say something about it or just check out the Locked on Rams podcast and you'll like it. Also, make sure every day when you wake up, you hit up Peter Bukowski and the Locked on Today podcast, 20 minutes of espresso-like information that hits your system and gets you fueled up for the rest of the day. It's sports stories from all around the country and the use of local experts, especially our Locked on guys, uh, will always be there to give Pete the great an assist cody has been fun james always as usual cody honestly man good luck to you uh i'll I'll talk to you the week of september before september 12th and then Mm -hmm. um i'll call you that night too because i already know what i'm gonna tell you when i (laughs) when i call you so i'll call you the night of september 12th also so for james rapine tony wiggins here on wednesday and my man cody davis from locked on texans for joining us today I want you guys to take care of each other and have a glorious Wednesday and make sure you tune into the Locked On NFL podcast for the next two days and the rest of the week. Until then, take care.